We'd like to welcome you today to our worship service and also so many folks here in-house gathered on this beautiful day, the last Saturday in the month of April. And those of you who will be viewing this by virtual means, either YouTube, Facebook, or podcast uh, listening, this will be May 1st when you receive this. So um, we're, getting, we're getting the real thing here at Shades of Grace in the house. And uh, this person is calling me for a prayer, and we'll call them later and pray. Um, I apologize for that. Uh, someone in the hospital in um, Charlottesville, and we pray every day with those folks. But that's what we do at Shades of Grace. And if you ever have an urgent prayer request, I don't care if you call us during the middle of a service. Uh, it's okay, because now you know to be breathing a prayer uh, yourself. This lady has been in the hospital now for four months in Charlottesville, Virginia. And it's been a battle, it's still a battle. So be praying for Judy while you're at it since that phone call came in and I had forgotten to turn my phone off. So I guess there's a reason for that. Anyway, we welcome you to uh, service today and we're just so glad that you're here. And Miss D, how are you today? Good, all right. I didn't expect her to answer any differently than that, did you? Uh, does she preach pretty good most of the time? Yeah. Okay. She takes my mess and turns it into a message. Right? Okay. Well, now we've had a little bit of uh, humor. I think it would be good that we just bow our heads for a moment of prayer. And I believe Jimmy's on the telephone up there. So uh, we just need to pray the Lord will give us... Uh, uh, a little bit of quietness as we worship today because there's always so much distraction. But as I told someone the other day, uh, we should look at them more as divine opportunities rather than distractions. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you now for another opportunity to gather in your name and worship you. And Lord, we know that uh, life changes Circumstances change, our world is changing. We ask, O oh Lord, that you will be merciful to all the inhabitants of the earth. And we look forward to that day when the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth, as the prophet said, even as the waters cover the sea. So Lord, cover our hearts today with your presence, with your love, and with your peace. And bless every need, we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. All right, we've got a congregational number. 
that I'd like you to sing with me today. The words are going to be on the screen. And um, you may have heard it and you may not, but Landon brought that by this week and it just uh, blessed my heart. You going to help us, Jeff, on that? Do the little parts that come in. But uh, just join in and sing this song, The Dearest Friend I Ever Had. Jesus is our very best friend. Right now, we're just going to enjoy some worshipful music with um, Tim and Landon. And is Jeff still back there? Yeah. Okay, so just enjoy the worship now. I stood in the courtroom, the judge looked my way. It looks like you're guilty. Now what do you say? I spoke up, Your Honor. I have no defense, but that's when mercy walked in. Yeah. 
follow his instructions and you won't regret a thing wait until you see what's on the other side and um, those of you who are viewing this right now from wherever you are on this Sunday afternoon, please type in your prayer request. If it's confidential or anonymous, just say, I have an unspoken need. And the Lord already understands. He knows the end from the beginning. But I want us to uh, lift up just a couple of special requests today. And um, a family that I've known for a number of years I lost a beautiful daughter yesterday to a drug overdose. And um, her mother asked me to please tell you that drugs will kill you. And so you that are listening to me today, please seek help. Please reach out. Uh, talk to someone if you're in addiction and need help. As Oscar would always say, pray for those of us who suffer from addiction and depression and so remember this family today, and I did not tell them I would mention their name, but uh, they've been a part of, they have been in this congregation, and the young lady has called me on the phone from Georgia a number of times. That's where she passed away, and she often viewed our Shades of Grace worship. So remember those who love her today. And we've already asked you to pray for Judy, who is in the Charlottesville Hospital, and maybe you would like to just by the lifting of a hand without saying anything, just say, remember my request today. Because God already knows, and we don't have to spend a lot of time even telling God what we need. But as I saw a hand lifted over here, I was reminded of Mark, our drummer. We need to continue to pray for Mark. He's been in the VA now for quite a few weeks. And... Uh, the last report, his mom had been very, very ill, and I haven't gotten an update today, but remember Mark, we'd love to see him back up here on the drums, and John, our other guitar player, is going to be making a trip to Europe, and then he said hopefully when he returns, he'll be able to be back here with us as well. And if you'd like to sing and be a part of a gospel choir, Maybe they, we wouldn't be singing every Sunday, but from time to time, just talk to Landon and he'll be glad to fit you in because singing does the soul good, right? Singing is good. So uh, the psalmist David, when he was so down, he said, I was down in a horrible pit. Anybody ever been down there in the horrible pit? But he said, the Lord lifted me up and he set my feet on solid rock and he established a... Uh, put a, a new song in my heart, a new song of praise to the Lord. So singing is good. Everybody is invited to sing in the gospel choir. You don't have to read music. You don't have to even carry a tune. We can easily mute that out. <laughs> we can make you sound good, can't we, Miss D? But anyway, uh, if you'd like to do that, just see Landon, and it would bless my heart and make me feel good, too, that you want to participate. We we want to do more and more as we're beginning to kind of uh, get back into the new reality. I used to say the new normal, and Pastor Michelle taught me that it's, it's the new reality because there's no, not a whole lot of normal left sometimes, so we go in with what is called a new reality, and I think that makes sense. So um, we want to remember all of you that are typing in your request while I'm talking and those of you that have lifted hands and represented your needs here in house today, okay? So while we do that, I'm going to ask Pastor Michelle to come up here and just lead us in a prayer today. And then I believe it will be time for the message. So bow your heads and join us in a moment of prayer. Hello, everyone. A um, couple of things about the singing the Bible does tell us that God inhabits the praises of his people. So 
like he said, even if you can't carry a tune, God will be with you and with all of us as we lift our voices to the Lord. So on the way over, I was listening to the radio and I heard a wonderful contemporary song called Gyra. I don't know if you've been hearing it, if you're listening to contemporary music or not, but it says, Gyra, Gyra, you are enough, you are enough. And it repeats that over and over in, in a real nice chorus. And the lyrics go on to say that I will be content in all my circumstances. And I know that's tough because we're all facing different things. Sometimes our circumstances are exciting and, and great and we look forward to them, but an awful lot of our circumstances these days have been kind of two steps backwards, maybe. So um, God is enough. Jaira means that God is enough. So we can stand here, sit here today, lift our hearts in prayer, knowing and having confidence that he hears us and he will answer. And we just have to incline our ear to him. So let's go to prayer. Thank you, Jesus, that your word promises that when we cry out to you, you're there. And um, we know that and we can have confidence in, in everything that we lift to you today. There have been numerous things lifted and all those unspoken uh, concerns and things that weigh heavy on our heart. Jesus said, come to me all who, who are labored and, and heavy laden. We have heavy burdens sometimes, but he said, I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest for your soul. And so we ask for that today, to, that you would give us peace that passes understanding and rest for our weary souls as we continue to walk out whatever you've called us to do and the things that um, you've put on our hearts today. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. If you want a hint of what the message is about today, I'm following the lectionary scriptures for the season of Eastertide. How many of you know Easter isn't over? Somebody said, well, I found all the old eggs that were hiding in the weeds. <laughs> well, Easter continues on until Pentecost when we celebrate the birthday of the church and then we'll go into a season of Pentecost. But it's a time of drawing closer to the Lord, a time of understanding the resurrection power of Jesus and what it means to live into the abundance of God's grace. So happy Easter, everybody. Happy Resurrection Day. Every day is Easter for the Easter people. We believe we understand the power of the resurrection. But if you're listening to Landon's last song that he did, he mentioned something about fishing. Did you catch that? All right. Uh, I'm going to be sharing a scripture with you in just a minute, and you'll understand why that song was sung. And I want to appreciate Landon. Sometimes I get busy, and maybe by Tuesday or Wednesday, he'll call me and he'll say, what's the service going to be about Sunday? And then, because he always wants to be able to coordinate the scriptures with the music that he sings. So thank you for helping me out and reminding me when I forget. But I know we all have a favorite fishing story. First of all, let me ask you, how many of you do not like fishing? Well, we do have two, three, three people who do not like fit four. Okay, how about how many of you like fishing? Well, I, well, the rest of y'all just couldn't carry the way, could you? How many of you just doesn't matter whether you do it or don't do it, right? Okay. Okay. Well, if you're a fisherman or a fisherwoman, if I guess you could say that, if you're a fisher person, uh, everyone has a story. My favorite fishing story was back about uh, 20 years ago, and I was visiting one of my parishioners in uh, Scott County when I was serving there. And uh, we were, I was going to visit a house of some folks who had adopted children. And there were two little brothers who were probably six and seven, somewhere along in there, biological brothers who were foster kids at that time in this house. And I was going to make a, a visit and, you know, check on them and pray with them, whatever. Uh, the call was that day. And when I got there, now keep in mind, the Holston River was about as far from their house as that building you see across the street, okay? But there was a road between the river and the house. And in the driveway to the house, there was a mud puddle 
It had been raining and the water was every bit of two inches deep. Okay, did you get the drift? And these two little boys were standing out there when I drove up and they had crooked sticks with a twine and a safety pin tied on the end. And they were standing there and one of them had the pin in the water and one was about probably a foot off the water. But they were just as happy as they could be and I said, hey guys, what do you, but Pastor Will, don't you know we're fishing? That's my favorite fishing story. So true. I know those little guys are men now. And I haven't seen them, but I pray that God just richly blesses them and they'll always remember. I, another note for those little guys, I remember the first time they were ever brought into the church. And keep in mind, this was a church with uh, a steeple and uh, real high ceilings with the wooden beams, you know, a very ornate kind of house of worship. And when they came in, they just, you know, were mesmerized and just stood in the middle of the aisle looking, looking at the stained glass, looking at, at all of this. So I remember those little guys. I've kind of forgotten their names, but I remember the story. And when I read this scripture, you're going to understand why I like the story. Because as Landon's saying, sometimes we're fishing on the wrong side. <laughs> so let me read the scripture to you today and uh, see if we can get through it. It's in John chapter 21. If you want to Google it or turn to your Bible app or look in the scriptures or actually look on the screen. Jimmy, I want to appreciate you. Last week... Jimmy put the scriptures on the screen at this time in the message, and he surprised me. But little did I know, something had happened on the camera, and the camera had dropped, and it was like on somebody's head, I think, during that time. The view was looking down on somebody's head, and he thought, how am I going to delete that and get it all? He said, I know what I'll do. I put the scriptures up that Pastor Will is reading, and it happened kind of by maybe coincidence, but... It set a trend that I appreciated so much we asked to do it again today. Do you all like to have the scriptures up here in front of you? Okay, great. So we'll do that. Now, normally we have a big screen back here that I read. It is, is now at community campus getting ready for some things over there. And we ordered another replacement screen. This has been a week, hasn't it, Steve? We had two big screen TVs to go on this wall. Both of them were crushed when we got them out of the boxes. So, uh, you know, somebody said, don't buy a lottery ticket, you're wasting your money if you're having that kind of luck. But anyway, um, so I'm gonna have to read it from the paper today or else I'm gonna be turning my back on you and I don't want to do that. But John chapter 21, beginning at the first verse. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. You know, every good story begins by, it happened this way, right? Simon Peter, Thomas, who, what was his nickname? Didymus. What does it mean? The twin. Thomas called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish. Simon Peter told them, and they all said, well, we'll just go with you. So they went out and got into a boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, where's your fish? You got any fish? No, they answered, and he said, throw your net on the right side of the boat. As Landon saying, put your net on the other side, and you'll find some. And when they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. What is the large number of fish called? A school. Yeah, okay. So you thought that was a trick question. It wasn't. I don't know if you ever visit our um, meditation garden in the back of the waterfall, but we have a school going on back there all the time. We have three 
fish. If you haven't seen them, you need to go back there and check them out. And their names are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And believe you me, I know them apart. Okay? The good shepherd knows the sheep by name. <laughs> okay. All right. You get it? Are you, are you glad you came to church today? Are you glad you're here? Some of you are. Okay? And we're really glad all of you are joining us by means of social media today. So, then, that disciple whom Jesus loved, who was he, do you remember? John the Beloved said to Peter, It's the Lord! As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he was naked. He had taken it off. You know, that was customary for the fishermen in the days of the Bible. Uh, they fished at night, okay? So, if you take your clothes off, who's going to see you, right? Doesn't matter. But they did. If you understand, and I've been to Israel uh, probably 13 or 14 times, and one of my favorite things is to always go on the boat ride out on the Sea of Galilee, but they always tell us that in the days of Jesus, the commercial fishermen fished at night, and they took their garments off and often fished in the nude because the garments get tangled up in all those nets that they're throwing out. It was just a practical thing to do. And then early morning, while it was still daylight or dawn breaking, they would bring their catch of fish to the shore and all the people would come and buy fresh fish right from the boat, okay? That's just how they did it. There was nobody going to Kroger's in that day or Food City or Publix or anywhere else like that, okay? So he wrapped his garment around him and jumped into the water. And the other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not very far from shore, about 100 yards. Isn't that about 300 feet? <laughs> uh, see, I do know math. Pastor Michelle was a math teacher, so I wanted her to know that I do know, I do know my numbers, people as long as my shoes are off and I can count, okay? When they landed, they saw a fire burning. There were coals there with fish on it and some bread. And Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of minnows. Oops, is that what I said? Oh, no, it was filled with large fish. Everybody say big fish. You know, some of the fishermen I know, they say, you know, I caught some fish just like this. But they start way out here and come in, you know. Okay. But how many were in the net? Do you remember? Are you reading it? 150. Do y'all need glasses? How many does it say? 153, okay, somebody on the back could read that. You've got good eyesight, it must be 2020. Okay, are y'all having fun today? Are you glad you came to church? We gotta laugh a little bit and have a little bit of joy because it ain't always easy here. It, this is our best day of the week, let me promise you. Well, no, it's not really our best day of the week, but it's the most peaceful day of the week. Let me put it that way. So many tragedies and difficult things happen in these walls Monday through Friday that when we come together now like this, we celebrate. We try to laugh a little bit and just find um, the joy that God wants us to have. Okay? So there are 153 large fish, but even with that many in the net, it didn't break. And Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? For they knew that it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. Now this was the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. What a wonderful fish story. Isn't that a great story? 
You see, this is the third time. Today actually is the third Sunday in Easter, by the way. But this was the third time that the risen Lord had appeared to the disciples, or at least to some of them. And it was not unusual that they did not recognize him in his resurrected form, sometimes because they really weren't looking for him, and other times they may have just been in shock and their mind was not able to absorb and comprehend. Because you see, this was still just a very short time after the day of crucifixion and all the horrors of that day. And you can't easily forget something like that. If you've dealt with post-traumatic situations, you know it will be with you for a lifetime. And so you can imagine that these disciples were still at a loss. I mean, that's why they were out there in the boat to, first, uh, you know, to begin with today in the Scripture. You see, when Jesus had found them about three and a half years before, some of them were actually fishing. They were mending their nets. And that's when Jesus said, come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And they left all and they forsook everything and they followed Jesus for about three and a half years. They put everything in their soul into Jesus and into his word and into trusting him to the best of their understanding. And all of a sudden, their world had been turned upside down because Jesus, the one that they had all their hope in, had been crucified. He'd been numbered with the transgressors as a common criminal. And all of a sudden, here they were, even though Jesus had appeared first um, on the road to Emmaus, if you remember, in the evening of the first day, and then he appeared to them behind the closed doors. Those were the first two times. But both times he said, peace be with you. Peace be unto you. And if I say to you in the congregation today, peace be unto you, what do you say back to Landon, Miss D, and myself? Okay, so let's try it. Peace be unto you. And also with you. Okay? So we receive that, don't we, Miss D? Don't we, Landon? You know... Um, we give, we receive, and that's how it is in living the Christian life. We share and share alike. And so um, Simon Peter, in his lost sense of not knowing what to do, of uncertainty, had just said, well, I don't know what else to do except go back and do what I always knew to do before Jesus, and that's go fishing. So that's where we find them today, out on the boat, fishing. Now, what's some other words for the Sea of uh, Galilee? Y'all help me out, some of you biblical students in there. I know you know there are several names for the Sea of Galilee besides Big Pond. What is it? Sea of Tiberias or Lake of Tiberias. What else? Lake of Gennesaret is another name for it, okay? Galilee. You know, it's really just a wide spot in the Jordan River. Did y'all know that? The Sea of Galilee is a, just like you go to some of the rivers here in northeast Tennessee and how the lakes have been formed, but the water is constantly feeding into and out from. And that's what the Sea of Galilee really is. And so that's where they were all at. And on the shores of the Galilee is a village called Capernaum. And Jesus spent more time in Capernaum as an adult than anywhere else. You know, he came from Nazareth. Remember that? They, they ribbed him about that. They kind of made fun of him. They said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? It'd kind of be like saying podunk holler today, right? What in the world can that place do that is good? But Jesus spent most of his formative years as an adult along the shores of Galilee in Capernaum, okay? And so this is the setting of the story today.
But they had to go on the other side of the boat. How many of you ever feel like you're on the wrong side of life? Anybody ever been there? Anybody ever done that? Felt like you've been on the wrong side of life? Um, And sometimes maybe we are. You ever feel like the old saying, been on the wrong side of the law? Anybody ever been there and done that? I'll I'll close my eyes while I look around on that one. But I'll change one eye just to make sure. Do that one more time. Okay. Do y'all like my humor? Okay. See, Landon makes my humor even sound good, okay? But how many, how many times do you feel like you've been on the, on the wrong side of everything? You just feel like I can't catch a break. And on top of all that, you know, they felt their hope was gone. And for a moment it was, because you see, they had put their hope in the fact that Jesus would come and set up an earthly throne in Jerusalem in the throne of their father David. That's what they were looking for. That's what they had everything set upon. And they felt like it wasn't going to happen. But see, they had missed out on the point that Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is not of this world. The Bible says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in it, because the things of the world often bring heartache, pain, and sorrow. We are to seek treasures in heavenly places, right? Lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth. Whatever happens to your treasures on earth, There are three things described in the gospel that Jesus talked about that can happen to your earthly treasures. Do you remember what they are? In any particular order. Decay, rust, and thieves, right? Thieves can break in and steal. I'll never forget many, many years ago, longer than I can even remember. um, I'd left my, I, I had left my vehicle parked outside. It's a long story, but I was always going to church somewhere every night. And uh, one morning I, you know, I came in from a revival meeting and the next morning I went outside and the vehicle was gone. And I thought all day, I thought, did I ride with somebody last night and leave my car? You know, maybe I left it at the church and came home. I thought, no, that's not typical for me. And it was too far to walk. And I mulled that around in my mind all day until I finally called the police and it had been stolen, lock, stock, and barrel. And about two years later, the detectives called me from a state about a thousand miles away and said, good news and bad news. We located your vehicle. That's the good news. Y'all don't know what the bad news was, do you? Yeah. They just found little pieces of it and identified it by the numbers that were on it. it was, you know, that's how life is. Sometimes things can be taken from us. The Bible says Satan comes for one purpose, but it's a threefold purpose or more. What is that? Do you remember? Kill, steal, and destroy. See, today is a day of threes. It's the third Sunday of Easter, the third weekend of Easter. This is the third time that Jesus appears to his disciples. Um, We have the threefold purposes of so much in life, but also Satan's purpose is to kill, steal, and to destroy. And he doesn't play an easy game. So if you're on the wrong side today, if you're on the wrong side of the boat, if you're on the wrong side of life, if you feel like that you're, you know, you're just tolling all night. Remember in the story that I read, they, they worked all night fishing and didn't have anything to show for their catch. And the thing to remember in those days, if you didn't catch any fish, guess what? No food on the table because they sold the fish commercially and then they 
had money to purchase their food to feed the families and whatever. So, you know, a bad night of fishing could kind of set you back a little bit. And that's kind of what happened. But how many of you know, for every setback that comes in life, God is there to lift us up and put us a foot forward. Amen? I promise you that it doesn't matter. There's a scripture, and I have to paraphrase it because I don't have it written down, and I, I didn't look it up, but it talks about a righteous man falling. But you can fall a hundred times, but you get up a hundred times. You see, God, God isn't in the business of counting how many failures and how many mistakes that we can rack up on our account, right? One of my favorite verses in the Bible is, if God keeps a record of our iniquities, who could stand? You find that in the Old Testament. If God is keeping a record of our iniquities, then who in the world could stand? I couldn't. How about you? But that's what grace is all about. That's what Easter is about. That's what resurrection power is all about. Second chances and third chances. And while I'm on the three, and hopefully this will come up somewhere in the services, but just in case it doesn't, let me give you another three on this third week of Easter. Remember Simon Peter here? He was very impulsive. He was the kind of person who always had an answer before you even finished the question. You know anybody like that? I see some of you looking at each other grinning. And some of you are looking at me like, <clears throat> Pastor Will. Because, you know, I'm kind of bad about that too. Sometimes people may come to tell me something and I, I just like, you know, remember Dragnet, the old black and white movie Dragnet? What was the thing that Joe Friday always said? Just the facts. And then, and Pastor Michelle's back there doing this because she's a detailed person. And sometimes I'm in a hurry or I'm busy. And if I'm not mistaken, sometimes Jack can be just a little bit like that. Is that right, Cheryl? Yes. <laughs> and I'm not going to call anybody else out. I know you well enough that I could. But sometimes I'm guilty of that. You know, they start telling me something and I'll just finish the, I'll just finish what you're, what I think you're going to say and move on to something else. And that's how Simon Peter was. But Simon Peter one time denied the Lord. How many times? Three, remember? He denied the Lord. He said, I don't even know who he is. And they said, yes, you do. Your speech betrays you. You're from Appalachia. Y'all remember... Um, Geminette, was that her name, Geminetta? Did I tell y'all the story of Geminetta? She was our person before Charlotte came. And she was from the Dominican Republic. And she worked at our desk for a few months before she was able to move on to a better paying position. But she was from the Dominican Republic, but she literally spoke, I believe, six or seven languages fluently. I mean, she was a brilliant young lady. Actually, she's been here recently. She came by with her husband and visited us at Easter. Maybe it was Good Friday. I don't know. Anyway, Ash Wednesday, yes. They came and received the ashes. But anyway, she was working here. And I mean, here she knows all these translations and speaks all these languages. And a poor old gentleman who came in off the street and God rest his soul, he was... Um, died tragically about a year and a half ago under bad circumstances. Uh, but anyway, he came over here to the desk and he was trying to get some information and I think he also was a little bit on the inebriated side. You get the drift? And so I was busy in the office, everybody else was busy and um, finally she says, Pastor Will, Come, come, I need your help. She said, I can speak 
many languages, but you have to translate Appalachian. <laughs> the sad part about it, I couldn't translate that day. It was pretty rough. I think we finally did discover what... Were you here that day, Jack? You may have been. Maybe that was, maybe that was um, before uh, your time here. Well, Simon Peter, they said, we know you're with Jesus because you talk like him. How about getting a sermon out of that, right? If you've been with Jesus, somebody's going to know it. Can the church say amen? But he was at the point, he just knew he would be the next one to be crucified. And so he denied the Lord. And then he wept bitterly and he cried and he was remorseful and he repented. And he's going through all of these emotions of failing the Lord. And Jesus came to him and he asked him three questions. Or he asked a question, maybe a very similar question, but three different ways, three different times. Do you remember what that question was? Peter, do you love me? And what did Peter say? Well, Lord, I guess I do, but it sure, I sure didn't act like it, did I? You know? And what did Jesus say to do? Feed my sheep. And that went on for a little while longer. And finally, Jesus said the third time, Peter, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know I do. Lord, you know I love you in spite of all the mistakes and failures that I've made in, in denying you. Lord, you know I love you. And then Jesus said, feed my lambs. I've always said God is an equal opportunity employer. You ever heard that thing years ago? It was in other states. Three strikes and you're out. And I'm not talking about at the ball game either. Remember that? Sometimes three strikes and you're out. May the Lord help us all as believers of Easter, being Easter people, that we show mercy and forgiveness, not three times, not 30 times, but 70 times seven times in one day. And after all, all that really means is who's counting? You forgive and you don't count of it. You just, you forgive and you forget about it and move on, right? And that's not always easy to do. But thanks be to God, Easter brings us the hope that he takes all of those transgressions that each of us has committed willfully, sometimes unwillfully, whatever, things that we've done to go against the Lord's love for us and cast them into the sea of forgetfulness. You know, the sea of forgetfulness is a whole lot wider, a whole lot deeper than the Sea of Galilee. Amen. And the Bible says he puts them there as far as the east is from the west to remember them against us no more. Isn't that good news? That's the gospel. God loves us. God forgives us. That's the story of Easter. And I'm sticking to it. How about you? Do you know that song, What Sins Are You Talking About? Or anything like that? You don't think you do? Well, how about, uh, what do y'all want to sing together today to close? Y'all pick something out. Pick it out, and Landon will play it, and we'll all sing it. Huh? He says, I, oh, y'all, come on. I haven't seen anybody yawning today. I know some of you I can't quite see, you know, but what do y'all want to sing? Okay, I got it. Give me a roll. Guess what it is? I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. You ever been there? Let's sing it together. Love lifted me. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the man
master of the sea heard my despairing cry from the waters lifted me now safe am i love lifted me love lifted me when nothing else could help keep doing it till I heard everybody but ran out of breath how about you are you glad you came to worship today if you didn't have a good time then I promise you come back next Sunday and we'll make up the difference how's that next Saturday see you didn't catch that next Saturday yes Come out next Saturday, worship the Lord with us. Let us praise the Lord together. And how many of you, I don't want to see any hands lifted, but how many of you will make a silent um, contract in your heart with the Lord to try? I'm not going to say you're going to do it, but you try to make an effort if the Lord bring it to your mind to invite somebody to come to Shades of Grace on Saturday morning because we are a church for all people. Everybody is welcome. Is that up there, Jimmy? What's that? What is emphasized in that block? All. And I have a friend preached in West Virginia for many, many years. He preached a sermon one time and he asked a question, how much is left out of all? How much is left out of all? None. So everyone is welcome here. We are a safe sanctuary congregation and a place where all people are welcome. God bless you. Be at peace in the name of the risen Christ as we continue to celebrate the Easter season. Amen. You want to sing it one more time? Somebody wanting to sing it, Landon. What's the next verse? Souls in danger, look above. Jesus completely saves. He will lift you by his love out of the angry waves. He's the master of the sea. Billows his will obey. He, your Savior, wants to be, be saved too. Covered